0: All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. Don't waste your time on me. You've already maybe heard this interview. Reissue, reissue. All right. You're listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs, the podcast where I usually interview bands and artists about how they've been able to make their artwork without pissing off their bosses. But with Boy Genius' debut album, the record being so damn good, I've dug out an old interview that I did with Lucy Dacus in 2021. Originally aired on Soho Radio, this chat with Lucy was around her home video album, which features the excellent tracks Thumbs and VBS. I'm a big fan of YouTubing old interviews. I recently went down a Jeff Buckley-shaped hole, and I figured this is the stuff we enjoy, so there's no harm in going back and resharing an interview that otherwise might be forgotten about. So here is Lucy Dacus, not talking about jobs, although she did say she was volunteering at a local bookshop, so maybe we should get her on for a real episode. You're listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs, and this is Lucy Dacus.
1: In a painting... And I told you have your past lives every
0: menu. Lucy thank you so much for coming on Soho Radio how are you doing I'm doing good how are you Yeah excellent thank you this is this is very early so I'm probably still waking up with a large glass of coffee How do you take your coffee what's your wake up
1: drink? I don't take my coffee and actually like every couple of months I forget that I don't drink coffee because I love how it tastes and I love how it smells And so I'll order something with coffee in it. And then my entire day is ruined. Like the caffeine, just like, I feel high on drugs. I've taken drugs that have affected me less than a full cup of coffee has affected me. So I'm like a herbal tea type of person. Nice. Talking ginger, peppermint. I drink a lot of throat coat because it's good for singing. But chamomile is a big one.
0: Yeah, I mean, speaking of things having effects on you, home video has been (laughs) such big news since it came out in June. Can you reflect on on that period of time? You know, how is life different now?
1: I have such a renewed sense of gratefulness because when it came out, it was sort of unclear if we were going to be able to tour. Like we announced tours, but they didn't feel real. And it had been, you know, like over a year into lockdown and... I just felt a little bit pessimistic. I felt like being hopeful was futile, which is not like me. And it's kind of hard to admit, but um, yeah, we did a great tour and people seem to like it. And I'd like to think that I'm like immune to all of that stuff, but I'm totally not. I absolutely do want validation. (laughs) And like, I, uh, I don't think that I really like need it in a way that i'm like addicted to it but it feels really good to know that people are interacting with something i worked super hard on and like
0: it worked you know seeing yourself as you know not a pessimist you look towards the future kind of with with a lot of hope
1: yeah generally
0: there's a few moments on home video where it's like the future's pretty bleak
1: (laughs) yeah i think maybe one that you're referring to is the future is a benevolent black hole which i will say is the weirdest line to hear back at shows like hearing people be like the future is a benevolent black hole i'm like this is like the bleakest anthem but i don't know i i'm actually not super like upset by the prospect of the future being a black hole if it's benevolent you know it's like that's how it is
0: there's some excellent memes i saw a brilliant one today where it was person's thought bubble was like I really hate my life. This is really sucks. This is a horrible thing. Next to it is what they say, which is, I'd really like an air fryer.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like on our limited time on earth, get yourself an air fryer. Like in your limited time on earth, do dummy shit that makes you feel
0: good. Do you see the value in, in, you know, being a dummy, being a goofball?
1: Oh yeah. And that's actually new for me. I think that I took myself really seriously most of my life because I don't know if it's because I was like tall early and I have like a lower voice and I'm pretty calm. Like people have told me my whole life that I'm like an old soul or like I've had, I've always had older friends and they always come to me for advice. And um, I think I like wore that as some sort of like identity or badge. Like I'm kind, I'm like the wise one and yeah, I, I could have been having way more fun And in recent years, I think I've been trying to have more fun. And it's been working. I think being an idiot is underrated.
0: Completely agree. I quite often think about in the future how there's so much fun to be had. There's so many more parties. There's so many more unplanned trips. So many more, you know, things that go completely down a different road of what you're expecting. Is is that a scary thing? Is is that an exciting thing? Are you able to think about that future much?
1: I think it's exciting. Um, I think the thing that keeps me excited is holding on to the fact that I might not always be able to do music, you know, like I'm doing it now and it's really great and I could have never predicted it. And then at some point, maybe something else is going to happen that I could never predict. And Mm. at that time I'll be ready for it. And it'll make sense. I try not to hold music too tightly, especially after lockdown and things getting canceled and stuff. It's like, it just hurts to hold things tightly. So, um, yeah, I'm just trying to enjoy all of this and also like enjoy it with the sense of responsibility. Like we're talking about having fun. I think it's good to like have fun and recognize your place in the world and how much responsibility you have and like have that be a gift instead of a burden. Like I said, I did some, maybe this was before you push record, but did a bunch of DIY touring before I had any music out and I would send all the emails and be like, here's an MP3 of my voice memo. Like, can I come play your house? And I loved that. I love getting the emails back, being told like yes or no, and ultimately setting up a show and feeling like I was hosting a party every night. And like, I think the logistical stuff is like also fun. I know not everybody thinks that, but.
0: Well, you're your own boss. That's kind of nice.
1: Yeah. And I have like issues with like dissociations. So actually something that helps is like never letting somebody else make decisions about my whereabouts or my identity. Like, I approve all the images that go out. Nobody's allowed to type in my voice. It's happened sometimes and it's been an issue. People have been like doing ads that are like, I'm so excited to come play Manchester, buy tickets to my show.
0: And it's like, they're using my voice and that'll like really rattle me. You know, talking a lot about the future and the feeling I get is that you're your own historian, you know, you're looking at times Mm. in your life, you're, you're analyzing them, you know, maybe you're making sense of them.
1: Yeah, I think that I often don't know what I think until I've written a song. So I'll write a song and then read it back or sing it back to myself and be like, that's what I think. Wow, that's what my brain was doing all this time trying to figure out what happened. Huh? Mm. And it's like I get clued into something that didn't really even involve
0: me. And I'm just handed my own understanding is it kind of a a a kind of counseling in in a sense any songwriter any any poet any writer is is sort of doing that kind of self-meditation or you know that that self-therapy i suppose but is that kind of boring to think about
1: no i don't think it's boring at all i think also i'm so interested in like the the meta transaction of memories over time so it's like i'm interested in stuff that happened to me and i'm also interested in my own memory playing tricks on me and what things mean in different contexts. Like the way I understand something today is different than a year ago and next year it'll feel different too because of anything that changes me between now and then. And so like marking the passage of time through creating things and like making a recording, which apparently isn't supposed to change. And yet I feel so different even though the recording stays the same. I'm into all of it. Time is weird.
0: Have you got any sort of favorite albums that you discovered, you know, as a late teenager or early in your 20s that those songs have changed over time?
1: I feel like a lot of stuff I liked when I was in high school, I still like just as much, like Wilco and Radiohead and um, Yola Tango.
0: Which Mermaid Avenue is your favorite of the, the Wilco Billy Bragg? Have, have you heard those records? Do they do that song,
1: Ain't Nobody That Can Sing Like Me?
0: Ain't nobody that can sing, sing like me. me.
1: Is that one that they do? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's my answer. I love that song.
0: I lived in a place called Ophursky I saw some people writing that they had seen you play a couple of new songs at shows maybe a month ago. Can you, can you say anything about those? I mean, are you always writing? Are you always sort of road testing? I mean, you know, I've read before that you've asked people not to press record, which I think is a really, really nice idea because, you know, I'm with you. I don't want to hear a song for the first time as a fan through a, through a mobile phone.
1: Yeah. I mean, I am always writing and uh, usually by the time I release a record, I have most of a record done. The next one done um and i like playing them for people and like having the first impression be live because there's no expectations and telling people to like put down their phones like i think something changes in the room knowing that like nobody here is interacting with their phone like i think that you just are more hyper aware it's a, it it feels like a special moment. I don't do it at all shows, but when I feel like it's the right time, it's like sometimes my favorite part of the
0: whole show. Playing new songs. Does that help you hear songs that you're playing from home video? Do you hear them differently? Do you hear them in their, in a, in a new context?
1: Yeah, I definitely do. Um, and in unexpected ways, uh, I feel like I can feel which lyrics affect people. And it's surprising or like, I can hear like when people get really loud, I'm like, Oh, okay. People really get this lyric. Any surprises there? Any
0: particular lines?
1: Well, we talked about the features of Benevolent Black Hole. That was definitely a surprise. Um, hearing people sing quietly to thumbs has been really wild. Cause it's such a like quotidian of normal life. Like there's nothing fantastical about it. Well, I guess, it is literally a fantasy about killing my friend's dad, but I don't think that it is a mythic type of song. I, I definitely, whenever I write on tour, I try to play that song like the night after writing it. And that's a very like nerve wracking in a good way type
0: of experience. Sadly, you're not in the UK at the moment. You have a back injury. Is that right? Yep, this is uh day two of sitting up. So
1: I've been laying down for like a full week Wow. It's been so annoying.
0: <laughs> what what happened? Is, is it a recurring problem? Is it?
1: Yeah, it's a recurring problem. I have two herniated discs, which sucks. And I'm probably going to need surgery, but not right now. I can kind of like deal with it in other ways for now. But yes, I wish we were doing this in person. Wish I was in London. Wish I didn't have to postpone things. But I'll be back in March.
0: With Fen Lily.
1: Yeah, me and Fen and in Europe. We're doing that March and April. And uh, I love Fen so much. She's like such a funny guy and such a good writer and musician.
0: I've just discovered her like sort of two days ago, looking at your tour poster. Oh, nice. Fen is a cool word. Yeah, and um,
1: it's her real name. Is it? Yeah, Fen Lily. It sounds like like a yeah. you know songstress, like yeah. chosen name, but yeah, it's her her actual name.
0: Brilliant. And I Nietzsche is a is a great song. Yes. Yeah. Can you speak any foreign languages?
1: I took six years of French, and I haven't used it very much. So, six years is a long I, time, isn't it? I know, but it was like middle and high school, so not super high level. But I think that if you dropped me in the middle of France, I'd have to, I'd probably pick it up in a couple
0: of weeks. Do you but, speak dribs and drabs of it when you're in France playing between between songs? Yeah,
1: I I try to, and I can never tell if. It's working, (laughs) you know, like if I'm if they would just understand me better if I spoke English, because it's wild how many European countries people just like speak English. It actually feels so gross. I don't know if you like experience this, but going to other places and being like, oh, I can just feel the imperialist history in like everybody's knowledge of English. But I'm also really grateful um, since I can't learn every language of everywhere that we get to go.
0: The people that I've met in France and throughout Germany and and different European countries, even if it's just like a slither, you know, that effort, Mm -hmm. I think people really do appreciate. And
1: Yeah, I want to try more. I think it's just the, like, oh, if I mess up, am I going to offend somebody or like... I'm with you. uh, But I think I I would like to try more.
0: Thank you so much, Lucy, for coming on Soho Radio. If there's another tune that you'd like to play out, uh, what would it be?
1: You should play... Boomer by Barty Strange I don't know if you've heard of him I he's have. so good okay yeah. cool
0: <laughs> Cool. he's great well thank you so much cool it's uh really nice to meet you yeah great chat <laughs> cheers for listening to this fake episode of 101 part-time jobs I'll be back next Tuesday with an episode with Fern drummer in the big moon and then later on in that week with Suds the awesome Norwich band just signed to Big Scary Monsters see you then is Cox Barrow. I've been working all day for me, matey on the side, running around like a blue arse fly. I've been
1: working, yeah, I've been working all day for me, mate. Every blink me, I've been on the go. Up and down the ladder
0: like a the friendless little bow. I've been working, yeah, I've been working all day for me, mate. This is a Mighty Moon Media Podcast.